did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, true crime stories, and real-life tales of the unexplained. Monsters at motherfucking midnight. Well, I guess you get the motherfucking early this week. Uh, <laughs> Monsters at Midnight on the Zima Podcasting Network. Be sure to listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and preferably the ZimaPodcastingNetwork.com homepage where you can binge our entire series, which started three years ago this month. Woo! Technically not because we're recording this in October, but it's going to be released after Halloween. So I hope you are remedying your post-Halloween blues much as I am remedying my pre-Halloween blues. <laughs> Excuse me, that was inappropriate. Um, but yes, <laughs> and always be sure to come hang out with the hosts of Monsters at Midnight at Sabbatic on Mondays, 5 to 9 p.m. Did I say at Sabbatic? At Sabbatic in Walker's Point in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we do horror movie trivia. It's always a great time for someone, at least. Booze Since is really cheap, so if you need a selling really point. really cheap. There you cheap. go. Fuck me. God damn. This is harder <laughs> than the last one. It'll be okay. But because I like doing it so much for last week's episode, I'm going to introduce everyone in song again this week. I'm your host. Feeling like a freak on a leash. Feeling like I have no release. It was better. It was better last week. But my name is Matt Schaefer. It's my favorite thing. Oh, let's do it a hundred times. <laughs> that lovely voice you heard. Jolin was bad. Even as a child, everybody could tell. And everyone said if she don't get straight, she'd really go to hell. Got it right this yeah, week. Yeah, you did it. Jolin Dormady, everyone. That's me. You know, it's fucking, it's only my favorite band. You think I would know their songs. Right. And then producing us, as always, Seasons Don't Fear the Producer. <laughs> no do the wind, no the sun or the rain. La 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 la. It's Graham Zimi. Zimi. It's Grandpa Zimi. Oh my God, Grandpa. And we are riding to you live in November, the first week uh, that we are doing our show in November on the Big Z. The Big Z. So bolt your windows, lock your doors, and turn out the lights. Monsters at motherfucking midnight rides. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you both. For the first time in November of 2019. Fucking hate you guys. Fucking that's what you get for being fucking hungover and not being on the show. That's fair. Well, we didn't make fun of you. All we did was go, motherfucking. That's making fun of me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, Fuck you guys. You know, call it what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what are you drawing? You've been doing that this entire time. We Is it Inktober still? No. Well, I mean, it is. I just haven't been participating it's, in uh, it. It's, it's about jealous. snarling. It's about snarling. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a snarl. It's pretty good. I like it. Thank you. I've just been curious what's been happening. Yeah. Well, there's other doodles, other places. I don't know. I need to do something with my hands. 
don't know where I am half mm. the time. I I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Oh, first topic of discussion: If you are feeling the post Halloween blues like we are, especially if it snowed, God, I hope it doesn't fucking accumulate. Um, what can you do with your free time? You know what you can do. You can watch our curated you can go list. Fuck you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. You can watch our <laughs> curated list oh, my brain. of the 10 best horror movie sequels. Because, you know, some people are like, oh, the, orig- the sequel's never as good as the original. But you know what? Fuck that. And some- fuck you too, sir. And fuck you too. <laughs> Sometimes they are. So, Jolyn, kick us off with your first best in no particular order. Yeah. Oh, I have an order. Trust me. Okay, my cool. number one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You heard my excitement last week, and it's... Uh, I yeah. recommend this last week, too. Yeah. So tell us about Texas Chainsaw 2. Uh, just the, the simple addition of Chop Top like, sold me so much, and the weird like sexual innuendo with Leatherface in this one, and the soundtrack. I'm just like, this movie oh, is I perfect. forgot to mention that last week, when, tex- when fucking Leatherface is dry-humping the radio DJ with his chainsaw. Yeah, it's super weird. Super weird and gross. I was into it. Of course but go you on. But yeah, no, that's pretty much it. I, I love the sexual innuendo. I love Chop Top. Uh, Bill Mosley killed it. And he continues to kill it in everything that he does. So, mm. You know what I learned about Three from Hell? Mm. Remember that scene where they're in the woods and like the the two like bounty hunters come and find Richard Brake and Richard Brake is talking to the guy about a big pair of titties? Yeah. The woman is Bill Mosley's wife. Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, watched no. the Three from Hell uh, documentary and director's commentary since we talked about Three from Hell. I learned a lot about that movie, including who Barry Bostwick is in that movie. Oh, who is he? He, uh, does, he does the narration for the, oh, the uh, yeah, documentary segment of the beginning. And I was wrong when I said that uh, Austin Stoker from Assault on Precinct 13 was Jeff Daniel Phillips' uh, like friend sidekick oh actually brother-in-law according oh. to the director's commentary again you'd never know that yeah fuck he plays the the like uh newscaster at the very 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 beginning of the movie okay. and the guy who plays jeff daniel phillips brother-in-law was actually in 31 which is why i thought he looked familiar oh that's funny okay but one of my favorite horror movie sequels would be george a romero's dawn of the dead uh, Dawn of the Dead does what Night of the Living Dead did right and just ups it to 11 with a higher budget, more gore, and full color. Uh, great cast of characters. Again, good social and political commentary. Kind of deals with some race stuff, given that Ken Forey is one of the main characters. Um, but it also just, like, it talks, deals with, like, social commentary about, like, general human populace going to shopping malls and stuff. And the gore is amazing. Considering Tom Savini did uh, the special effects for Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and a lot of other movies, Friday the 13th included. Uh, it's just, it's really worth a watch. It's not really a horror movie, I'd say. I'd say it's more of an adventure movie with zombies, but it's still thoroughly entertaining very thought-provoking, and again, like any good apocalypse movie, makes you feel for and care for the characters. 
Except that George A. Romero still didn't really know how to write women at that point. The character of Fran is still kind of a joke, and that kind of upsets me. But you know what? Uh, a lot of women were written poorly for a long time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a lot of women upset me. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, I should have. But that no, that would be a horrible thing to say. No, women were written poorly for a long time by a lot of men, and it sucks. And eventually George A. Romero figured it out. Even like in Day of the Dead, he figured it out. But uh, he didn't figure it out for Dawn of the Dead. So that's like the movie's biggest sore spot like, with some pacing issues. But Dawn of the Dead is incredible. One of my favorites. Jolyn, to you. Okay. Oh, I, where am I? There we go. Um, I'm going to say Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and just get those two right out right out the gate. So we're up to four now if you're counting at home. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think we both probably... Ow, fuck. I think we both probably agree on that. 100%. So, so yeah. Um, because, I mean, the first Evil Dead was amazing, but Evil Dead 2 just sort of went as crazy as they wanted to go because they, I'm assuming they had more money at that point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite horror movies, if you didn't know that. And uh, Army of Darkness, I just will always love because... Army of Darkness is a masterpiece it in is. every single way. And yeah. even if, for nothing else, just the mini ashes attacking oh, giant ash. I love just, that my favorite thing in the whole world so my favorite thing in the whole world is all the furniture coming to life and laughing at ash and evil yeah. dead too that's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever oh it's amazing is it to me now yes okay so um number five number five i'm going to say you know the uh, hot take the first friday the 13th isn't that good maybe it's not that hot of a take the first friday the 13th isn't that good all of the sequels are pretty much better. Most of the sequels are pretty much better than the first Friday the 13th. But I think a good one to recommend to the general public will be Friday the 13th 4, a.k.a. Friday the 13th Final Chapter. It has a cast of memorable teenagers, including Crispin Glover, in a very iconic dancing sequence. It has great kills. Again, Tom Savini re- returns to do special effects for that movie. Excuse me. There, finish your drink or whatever the fuck it is for the <laughs> drinking game. The pacing is really good. The characters are memorable. The kills are amazing. The soundtrack by... Oh, my God. The fucking hiccups are upon me. Harry Manfredini, the soundtrack is amazing. It always the soundtrack for the Friday the 13th movies is always infinitely better than the movie that it's representing. But uh, Friday the 13th part four, AKA the final chapter is one of the best in the series because it's a well-rounded 80s slasher movie. And uh, Corey Feldman, young Corey Feldman is in it too. So that's pretty cool. Oh, I too. forgot about that. I should have added that to my list. I like that one. I think one of my personal favorites is uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, but I seem to be in the minority on that one. I also really like Friday the 13th Part 5. I'm in the minority on that one too, so I guess I'm just a Friday the 13th contrarian. <laughs> but uh, I would say the final chapter is worth checking out if you're uh if you want, are wanting to get into slasher movies or are a fan of just looking for something to go somewhere to go after Friday the 13th one, I'd say that check check that one out. On to you, Jolene. Oh, boo. Uh, Yolanda. 
Uh, I'll go with uh, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch because as That's I've said before, <laughs> it's my favorite Halloween. I know you'll, I know it's blasphemy to you, but it's my favorite Halloween. I don't think it's blasphemy. Halloween. I think it's totally understandable, but I, I just it. like... It's my fucking I favorite. I can't agree with it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's really fuck. It's fucking good. I love that movie. Are you going to say anything about it? No, I don't know. I've, I feel like I've <laughs> talked about that movie a lot. Maybe it's just lately, but... um. Yeah, I don't say know. immediately you're gonna go back to me, and I need to think of something. Oh well, like. shit! Uh, oh god. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, if you haven't seen Halloween three, see it because it's the only Halloween not about Michael Myers, and that's my favorite part of that movie. True. <laughs> so very um, true. Yeah, I don't know. It does really interesting things, given that it's just a, a horror movie about Halloween. Right, and I kind of wish they would have continued that idea where it's um. Initially, Carpenter wanted to do, like, after they supposedly killed off Michael in the, the second one, mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to go back and just do Halloween-themed horror movies, and that would be the series do instead of going back. Series. Yeah, instead of they going back to... They wanted to do that to, uh, for Friday the 13th, actually, too. That would have been fucking why they sweet. Did, they did that TV series that was called Friday the 13th. And it wasn't about Jason? Nothing. Dude, nothing about Jason. Never heard into of that. that. No, I actually, in retrospect, I have, but I didn't realize that Jason wasn't even a thing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Jason. Huh. Um, fuck, I need to think of a sequel now. You want to look at my list? Yeah, I'll look at your list. Um, oh. Uh, okay, so we're, you just said seven, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah, uh, six. Six? Yeah. Well, you, we did Texas Chainsaw 2, Dawn of the Dead, Evil Dead, Dead 2, and Army, Army of Darkness. Then you did uh, Friday the 13th. And then, yeah, so we're on 6. Okay. Yeah. So then I don't want to do seven. any of the ones that you did because I either haven't seen them or haven't seen them in a long enough time to Do you want me to just say them. my next one while you're thinking? Yes. Okay, well, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, because uh, that fucking theme song, for one, and for two, that whole bit where, you, where she's the... I don't remember her character's name, but she's all in my dreams. I'm beautiful. Pops a switchblade and bad. <laughs> and like in her dream, she has like a mohawk and is like a right, punker. Yeah, and I just, that's I right. It. I love it. That's pretty much it. Okay. You can do it. Okay. Um, I recommended this a few weeks ago. And again, you can make the argument that's not really a sequel, but I'm going to say taste the blood of Dracula. It is technically a sequel to the Hammer film Dracula, aka Horror of Dracula. Horror of Dracula. Horror of Dracula. Dracula. (laughs) That'd be a much better title. Horror of Dracula, as it's known in the U.S., to avoid uh, universal lawsuits. Taste of Blood Dracula is a really interesting movie with some really sick, fucked up, mean-spirited characters an amazing rebirth sequence for Dracula. Some great gothic imagery. Christopher Lee as Dracula, who is always, always, always fucking amazing, even if history says he never really wanted to play the part. Um, the only thing it lacks is a good final third. The final third of the film kind of falls apart and doesn't make any sense and it's just kind of lame but the movie builds and builds and builds and is really 
cool and worth watching. And also the movie came out in like 1969 or 1970. And there's some gnarly subject matter and gore or not necessarily gore, but like death and blood for a movie that came out like right after the MPAA became a thing. Taste of Blood Dracula is one for me. And I'm going to consider it a sequel. And if you don't, you can eat me. <laughs> so much rage. <laughs> Burning and yearning. Yikes. Uh, so what is this? Number eight? Yes, it's number yeah. eight. I got it. It's fine. No. You just did seven. I just did number eight. No, you just did. You did seven because oh, yeah. you talked about the other one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. You're on nine. Okay, so we're on nine. Sleepaway Camp 2. Uh, unhappy Campers. Uh, it's even more insane. And Angela's played by fucking Bruce Springste- Springsteen's sister, Pamela. So life is crazy, and I love that movie. <laughs> you might as well just give your last one then. Okay. Um. Well, pick one of the two that you have. I know which one you should pick because the other one's a bad movie. There, I actually have four left that I haven't said yet. What the fuck? Yeah, because you've said because I I live. Look at your notebook again. You're lying to me. I crossed off the ones that I said. It's because we took turns, so oh, yeah, you've said half, right, yeah. and I I've said half. Okay, we'll pick one of the four. Okay. One of them's a bad movie. Spoiler alert. Which one do you think? Oh, I know which one. The one that's I, a bad movie. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. Okay, never mind. Um, I think I'll stick. Okay, I'm just gonna list my last three because I'm go I have for it. Just on go everything. for it. Yeah. Um, but. The one I'm going to pick is Hellraiser 2, just because it's like, it really keeps the spirit of the first one, but it just, again, just gets a little bit more crazy, and I love that, and it's just the weirdest fucking movie in the world. Uh, the other ones I had were Day of the Dead, which I love, because, you know, girl power. She's a fucking badass. And that's what I was talking about. George A. Romero finally got his head out of his ass yeah. and started writing female characters that, like, they actually mattered. <laughs> um, And then Scream 4, just because it's like, like meta squared because it's like scream was already meta and then this is about to see those sequels i've only seen the first okay well i'll try not to ruin it but it's you know sydney grows up and writes a self-help book about you know facing ghost face all those years and then that book sparks another set of murders because it's like because she goes (laughs) back to her town actually yeah and it's just it's very self-aware and it's just hilarious and i love it um and actually my friend uh I suppose I should use her stage name. Liz Be Honest, who I've, I did a Scream act with. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one who turned me on to Scream 4 cause, and all the sequels, frankly, because I was like, eh, I'm not big on franchises. So I've only ever seen the first one of most series. And fucking hipster. I'm not big on franchises. Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, by now I've seen like all of the sequels to everything because I have no life and all I do is horror <laughs> movies. But, all um, I do is horror all movies. All I do is horror movies. That's our next fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is horror movies. I actually I actually like that idea. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> good. Um, but and this is the bad movie. Uh Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. <laughs> I love you like we're like horror movie sequels that are good and you fucking pick Book of Shadows. Yeah, it's the fucking worst, but I just I enjoy it. It's so very much. entertaining. It's I so will say fun to at watch. least it's an entertainingly I bad just, movie. I enjoy it so much. And I I hate myself every time I watch it, but I'm just like this is this is amazing. And I, I love I love goth chicks. So I'm just I'm, I love it so much. It's got disposable teens by Marilyn Manson. It's a beautiful it. fucking movie. Sure. <laughs> it's got the dude from Burn Notice on it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. All right. We're done. We're done with that one. I'm trying to not 
like die. Um, okay. There you go. There's a list of horror movie sequels that you can watch if you are feeling burnt out on the holiday or just looking to resurrect your self from the post Halloween blues. But if you're like, you know what, you talk about too many fucking horror movies. I want to hear some hot takes. Well, we've got some hot takes for you. We're going to give you a couple or maybe one, depending on how many Jolin has came three. up with. You have three? Yeah. Okay. Then I'll try and come up with three real quick. Okay. Well, if you, well, we'll take turns. We'll see how we, how All right. it goes. <laughs> we're going to come up, uh, we're going to talk to you about some horror movies that maybe everyone else likes that we don't. Maybe some horror movies that we dare say are overrated. And keep in mind, everything we're saying is completely subjective, and we don't disregard anyone for liking things that they like. You know, that's what makes the world interesting. If you like a movie that we don't like, that's fine. That's and Matt e- and I don't agree, don't agree on anything. And we have a podcast true. Together, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to talk about Midsummer. so. Okay, that's good. Um, You know what? If, like, take this with a grain of salt. You don't have to like what we like, and we don't have to like what you like. That's what's cool about being a human being. Start it off with you, Jolyn, though. Uh, the first one that I'm the most opinionated about is The Conjuring, because uh, yeah. I feel like that series was just sort of like, just kind of the accumulation of all paranormal 2000s horror just in one movie, and like the whole vibe of it was just like another iteration, because it came out after like all of the other ones did, like I've Haunting in Connecticut right and now, now. Insidious, <laughs> and, but yeah, so yeah, that that whole franchise. Um, and the only reason I feel like it's overrated is because I'm, of course, I'm a part of a lot of really dumb horror based groups on Facebook. And for some reason on those pages, everybody seems to just those fucking love the conjuring. Get unreal praise. Yeah, Especially no is like the nun and Annabelle a part of that franchise or is that the yeah, insidious so. franchise? Uh, it's the same. It's the conjuring. It's the conjuring. That's Oddly I enough, I actually liked the nun better. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen I, I haven't seen a single one of those movies, extended universe or otherwise. I like cuz with the nun it was kind of an interesting backstory and it was good and creepy. You know, but I just yeah, I just think that they just got too much praise. I just don't think it was worth it. Fair enough. How about you, Matthew? Um in the same wavelength, I'm going to say, well let me let me see your list first. I don't want to repeat anything by accident. We don't collaborate before we do this show. I take notes and Matt pr- makes it up as he goes along. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the first uh, Paranormal Activity. Ah, on the same God, yes. I'm, I'm amazed I didn't say that one. I fucking yeah. hate Paranormal Activity. I know. I haven't seen any of the sequels. I I've heard, I've heard some of the sequels are actually better, to be perfectly fair. But when I f- first saw the first Paranormal Activity, I was with a group of people that were way too into it like getting so scared, yeah, like my friends obnoxiously were too. I scared. And I'm like, there is nothing remotely unique or interesting or scary about this movie. And it is hard to do a found footage movie because you have to act like you're a real person. And to act like you're not being an actor and not being in a movie is hard. No one in the movie does it well, though. I don't think the scares are all that interesting. It results to loud noises and things jumping mm. out of the dark. I don't think the concept is inherently that. I mean, I haven't been that 
terribly haunted. I've been haunted, I think, but I've never been to that degree. So I don't think it's, I just, the movie didn't work for me because there are too many things that took me out of it. And also like the movie looks too clean and polished for it to be like, Oh, it's a found footage movie. And it's like, okay, why is everything always in frame? Why is everything always in focus? Like, if it's like Blair Witch to me is like, no one should ever make a found footage movie. No one should have ever made a found footage movie after Blair Witch because Blair Witch was the perfect found footage movie. It looked like it was shot by people that were just fucking around with a video camera. And Paranormal Activity doesn't look like that. So that takes me out of the movie. The people are acting like they are acting for a movie. That takes me out of it. And then on top of it, I just don't think the movie is that scary. Unless you're super prone to jump scares, I find them to be incredibly tedious and annoying. Paranormal Activity, I think, is overrated. The first one, at least. I've heard some of the sequels are better. I'm there with you. Well, that's actually kind of similar to what I'm going to say. Uh, Cloverfield. I feel like the first mm. film was like total lame. I haven't lame. seen the first one. I've only seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. That one I like. I really I like it that too. Movie. Up until um, the end. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I kind of get that. But the first Cloverfield, it was just, you know, they did the whole like, oh, there's a monster over there. Shaky camera, look away. Right. Cuts, go to other things. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but so many people loved that movie. They're just like, no, it's such a cool modern monster movie. It's like, no, go. Shut up. Yeah, Mind your business. No. It's terrible. Um, and I didn't see the other ones. I just saw ten, that one. I intended well, I heard the Cloverfield Paradox was horrifically bad. Oh, no. Well, I didn't hear I, I didn't. I have not heard anything ger- geared about. Anything geared. <laughs> anything geared. Oh, good. About. Fuck them. 10 Cloverfield Lane I thought was great until it was like, oh, it's actually an alien movie. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert if you haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Which I should have seen coming because it is a part of that anthology. Yeah. But also I was like, you know, this movie was so fucking cool when you didn't know who to trust and you didn't know what was going on. And then when all of a sudden she escapes and it's like, oh, he was right. And there's actually fucking aliens out here. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. This is stupid. I liked I liked it. Well, that's me. I liked it too up until that point. That's fair. I still think it's a very well done movie. I just didn't like that reveal. That's fair. What's your next one, sir? Um what was my next one? Oh. Shit, I had three. I had three. It was paranormal activity. Oh, um, here's a hot take for you. Uh oh. The omen. Huh. I'm not too keen on The Omen. You know, I almost said Rosemary's Baby, but I felt like people are going to hate me for saying that. Say Rosemary's Baby. I don't I, care. Well, all right. I like Rosemary's Baby more than The Omen. I'll say that. I like Rosemary's Baby a lot, actually. I don't like The Omen that much. Hmm. I think I think it's I think it's a fine movie, but I think it is very, very slow, like meanderingly slow with very little payoff. It's barely a horror movie. It's more like a drama that has horrific things happen in it. And I don't. And here's the thing with those movies. It's like it's one of those things where it's like maybe like again, like going back to fucking Ari Aster movies, horror movies that have to deal with like family maybe don't affect me as much because I haven't had a kid. That's a good point. But. It's weird, but it's like weird. Like Rosemary's Baby really affected me, but Rosemary's Baby also has to do with like manipulation and like just inherently having a bad time. (laughs) 
at least like I don't know the omen doesn't I just don't like I enjoy watching the omen more than I enjoy watching Rosemary's Baby and I can't really explain why so I guess I don't know if I, I would say it's overrated it just sort of like came to mind because it seems to be one of those movies that I just can't get behind it's just one of those things where it's like to me if I feel a movie is overrated I don't understand the hype behind right. it like I do understand the hype with Rosemary's Baby, so I'll shut up about that one. Like, I don't like 2001 Space Odyssey, but I at least understand, like, yes, it was a milestone for, like, cinematography and special effects. The Omen, I don't know what the fucking Omen contributed to cinema that we're still, like, celebrating it years later. It's, like, the concept of, like, satanic paranoia is so dated and, like, they don't, again, like, they just, like, it's just, like, every so often something will spike and be horrific. But then the rest of the movie is, like, this weird, tawdry, meandering mystery. In my mind, at least. So The Omen is one of my picks. That's fair. Uh, my next one would be Hostel. So it's oh, like a, there we go. I know. Like, the thing is, I actually, I really like Eli Roth. And I like his work. But that that franchise was just a part of the whole torture porn phase that horror mm. seemed to go through. And I just not about it. I just think it's like, I mean, some of the effects are dope, but just overall, I'm like, I, I think it was a cool idea in theory, but it just, it blew up so much and everybody seemed just so into that movie, mm-hmm. like, or that whole series, frankly. And it's like with that one, at least like the other two films were from what I remember, they were like decent still, like they weren't terrible after the first one, but it just, I feel like they were all similarly lame <laughs> i guess lame is the best word i can come up with right now but yeah fair enough um my final one is a movie that's been a long time coming on monsters at midnight uh-oh mother oh yeah that's fair was it darren aronofsky yeah is it, yeah Here's the th- well. Here's the thing. Maybe calling Mother a horror movie also isn't fair, but I think Mother is supp- like I don't know what I would call Mother other than a horror movie, a psychological thriller. Fucking eat me. I hate that shit. <laughs> Either you're a horror movie or or you're a drama. You can be psychological, but you can also be a fucking horror movie. But Mother is one of the most. But and maybe this also. This again, like, questions what's actually like what should be called overrated or not. Because Mother has pl- pretty split reception. I've talked to pl- plenty of people that don't like Mother, and I've talked to plenty of people that love Mother, and I've seen plenty of reviews that are both ways. My thing about Mother is spoiler alert the movie is an allegory for the Bible. And for about, like, not only about the Bible, but, like, quote-unquote, Mother Earth, too. Which is fine, but the movie employs a very, very basic understanding of the Bible. It's like a cliff notes of the Bible. And I only, not only a cliff notes of the Bible, it's like a few of the first chapters of the Old Testament, and then, boom, Jesus. And... The movie is so grotesque. The movie is, I will say the movie is very grotesque and uncomfortable and gritty, but it's exploitative and not in like an exploitation movie way where it's like kind of tongue in cheek and fun and 
weird, like an exploit, like exploitative to the point where it's like Jennifer Lawrence basically plays Mother Earth and the representation of like people abusing the Earth are literally a gang of people kicking the shit out of Mother Earth. And like Jesus's crucifixion is represented by a baby having its neck snapped. And then like communion is represented by these people cannibalizing the baby. And it's like, wow, you're fucking, yeah, you nailed it. You're really speaking to me. And the movie, like the mess, I don't understand the message of the movie. Like, I don't care if you're going to make a religious movie, but this movie seems to have like three different, like, fucking like stances if if darren aronofsky truly believes in a god he seems to have a couple different stances on what god is in this movie which doesn't work if you're telling a story about god because god in this god in this movie is someone who can make everything right no matter how bad things go but god is also an egotist and god is also something that allows everything to go wrong and it's like you can't it just in the movie it doesn't gel does that make any sense yeah like i like you can if you want to believe in god you want to believe in a creator you want to believe in anything that's totally fine but this movie seems to have three different beliefs in what god is and they don't gel up and also it just feels exploitative because it's like oh jennifer lawrence is mary and also mother earth and we're shitty people so we're gonna see a bunch of people kick the shit out of Jennifer Lawrence to evoke a reaction. And I was, I wasn't having it. That's so fair. fuck mother. There you go. Mother is also the only Darren Aronofsky movie I've seen. I've heard Requiem for a dream is great, but I also need to be like way too happy to watch that movie. So I've never seen it. And I, but I know that it's not a good time. Fair. Yeah. That's you went through all yours. Yeah. right? Yeah. So we did so- it. There you go. go. Do you have any hot takes on uh, movies or horror movies or anything of the like? You can message us on Facebook or Instagram or send us an email at midnight. Let me try that again. Monsters.midnight at gmail.com. Midnight spelt incorrectly. But I know what you're probably saying. You know, it's after Halloween. I want to watch a horror movie that's really, really obscure. Like a horror movie I've never seen in my life ever. Maybe. Well, I've got one for you. I watched Matt's short film, The Painter. If you go on YouTube and you search... Me too. (laughs) If you go on YouTube and you search Flamingo Productions, Flamingo... It's so stupid. Flamingo. If you search Flamingo Productions, the I in Flamingo is an exclamation point. Chances are you can find a short film called The Painter, 11 minutes long. It is a horror movie I made the summer between graduating from high school and coming to Milwaukee. And JoLynn watched it. I did indeed. And she's going to review it. I am. And I, the only thing I'm going to say, I mean, I will obviously talk about whatever you want to talk about. But the only thing I will say off the bat is The Painter has a f- fond place in my heart because it's to this day the only horror movie I've actually put to screen warts and all the only horror movie I've ever put to screen. And it's also one of the easiest for me to revisit because I'm not acting in it. All pretty much all my other horror movies I am acting in. And 
as much as I like those. And I'm, I'm proud of everything I made in high school and in that weird period between coming to high school and come or going out of high school and coming here. There's it's, it's all rough. I didn't, I was always an ambitious filmmaker, but I didn't have a budget. I didn't have, I love everyone that was involved, but I didn't have quote unquote talent and I didn't have good equipment. So everything is really rough, but this one's easiest for me to revisit because I am not in it. <laughs> so Jolyn, what'd you think of the painter? Okay. So first and foremost, when I finished watching it, I was fucking giddy because I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Um, Should I give the premise of it first? Yeah, good. Um, two cops are investigating a series of bizarre murders where victim victims are found missing an incredible amount of blood. It's because the serial killer is painting a grand masterpiece with the blood of these victims, which I think is a plot of a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie, but I didn't know that at the time, so That's no fair. no plagiarism here. And uh, the painter is painting his grand masterpiece for Detective Jennifer Simpson, which culminates in a gritty and gruesome climax. <laughs> that was so fun. Um. You'll notice at the beginning that it says a Matt Schaefer flick, and that was maybe one. Of, that was like one of my favorite things about the whole thing. I had so much fun with that. All of my short films do that. I love it. I love it so much. And um, did you also notice the bottle of fake blood in the background? No, I didn't. Okay, I guess cool. I didn't pay that much. Cool. Attention. All right. Awesome. Um, and there's like a lot of very old school sound design, which is of course very carpentry, which is really fun, and I really like that because it's like, you know, I feel like most people. If they're if they're making like a short film in high school or like right after the high school, they're not going to be using that kind of sound design. Mm. So I enjoyed it. Um, it's me, your favorite horror. F I was going to say something very inappropriate. So. <laughs> oh no! Horror freak, we'll say. There we go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the script is like fucking amazing. At one point, uh, <laughs> she's like, "What was her name?" Uh, Jennifer Simpson. Jennifer Simpson's on the phone with her partner, and she's just like, "What would you be doing with all that blood?" And it, it, the other dude's response is, "Ugh, I don't know. Paint a freaking picture with it." That's exactly what the guy's doing. Hint, hint. <laughs> Do you want to know what's funny about that scene? What? Because what? Well, like I said, I didn't have any good equipment, lighting equipment, camera, sound, anything. Nothing looked great. During that sequence, it's cutting back and forth between the two cops on the phone conversation. And once it comes, cuts back to the male cop, Detective Todd Barker, there's a lot of trivia about this movie I, I might spill, actually. That's good. Um, Todd Barker being a reference to Sweeney Todd, whose real name is Benjamin Barker. Oh, that makes sense because of, like, the, yeah, the way he dies. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Todd Barker. It, once it cuts back to Todd Barker at some point out through the window in the yard, you're supposed to be able to see the painter standing out in the yard, but everything looks so grainy and dark that you, it's like barely noticeable because I wanted to have like my Michael Myers moment. I wear my influences on my sleeve, but quite literally you have a tattoo. I do. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, so there's like one moment where it's like, you, you like you squint and you're like, is there a person standing out in the yard? And there is. That's so, fun. but please continue. Uh, 
<laughs> the first scene. I never noticed the Wisconsin accent in Bag, and I don't know if I have it or not because I've never been able to notice it except mm-hmm. for in that movie. <laughs> I definitely Bag. noticed it. Yeah, I was like, Bag oh. her up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh fuck, this is this this is very showing of where we live. Do you know who plays the corpse in that movie? It's your little sister, right? My little sister. Yeah, I was actually gonna make a joke. Like, <laughs> like, did you pick her because the blood was supposed to be drained and she's very pale? No, well, no, I I picked her because she was easy. No. <laughs> She was not happy with me, by the way, because there was before we remodeled our garage, there was a weird like nail, like almost looked like a railroad spike sticking out of the rafter in our garage. I was like, hang from that for the opening shot because it's like a close up panning down on my sister's bloody legs. Yeah. I'm like, just hang from that. She was not happy about that because it was not an easy thing to do. No, I can't imagine. And then I also was like, walk barefoot on this gravel out into the middle of this parking lot too. Yeah. Well, it was like, love I you, mean, Rachel. If you're listening to this, <laughs> I like, I can't, I mean, I, I get it because the, the, the last movie that I did and the first one that I was in, I had to like run through a field of soybeans. And then I much later realized that Wisconsin has poisonous snakes. And I was like, Oh, I hate I, that. I know. I mean, I didn't. Oh, I mean, nothing happened. I didn't happened. know that. Yeah, there are some poisonous snakes. Oh, in Wisconsin. I hate that. I know. I hate snakes. Yeah. I, oh god. So it's like the whole time I was kind of wigging out, but I was like, I was more worried about like ticks because that's what yeah. I'm kind of trained to worry about in Wisconsin. And then like much later, I learned that there are some poisonous snakes in Wisconsin. I was just like, oh my god, that's terrifying. But was it warm enough for them to be out? Yeah, it was warm at the time because oh. we we finished oh. we finished in September. God. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm afraid for the rest of my life. But anyway, (laughs) about this movie. So I'm like, I I understand about being in like not so fun positions. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you can't rush art. Ha. Ha ha. Toy Story 2 reference (laughs) in a horror movie, but you never thought that. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was super fun. Admittedly, like my only qualms and I, I love you. Go go on. I I know I the I, only the only thing where I was a little bit like oof was the acting kind. Well, of. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I love Aramis, but I'm just like, I feel, <laughs> and so I felt bad when I realized that like that was her. I was like, oh no, oh, yeah. the first time I watched it, I don't think I'd met her yet. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just like, everything's so cool about this, but man, it sucks that he couldn't, he couldn't pay actors. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, and even like she would admit that she's not like I still I tease her. I'm like, you're playing this like a fucking brat. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing too is like I haven't seen myself in a movie yet, and I bet I'm gonna fucking hate it, and I bet I'm terrible, so I can't. Really well, that's judge. why I can't watch anything that I'm in. For yeah, the most I get part. it. But like, um, but also Caleb, and I love Caleb, and Caleb would also agree with me. Caleb, who plays Todd Barker, is. <laughs> fucking terrible <laughs> and i love him that's but the one thing that always kills me about that movie that all that always makes it hard for me to watch well there's a lot actually but there's one scene where he's like todd barker searching his house for the killer because he thinks someone has broken in and he opens his closet and sticks his gun in and it just immediately cuts back to him because I forgot to grab the insert shot of the interior of the empty closet. Oh, no. So it looks like he just, like, looks in the closet and closes the door right away. <laughs> that's, that's kind of funny. And also the fact that, like, someone calls Aramis and is like, oh, Todd Barker has been kidnapped. And then she's the first 
cop responding on the scene and she sabotages evidence and then she leaves yeah. right away. That's pretty true. That is really funny. She's like fucks shit up and then bails. <laughs> it's true. But you know what? It's fucking I I don't I didn't know anything. It was it was really fun to watch. It was a really good movie. And, and I, I thought would, it'd be funny to have Jolyn review it. It's the, honestly I loved it so much. It was and I still stand by the fact that if we can ever get in contact with Red Letter Media, we should get them to <laughs> fucking review that because I would lose that'd my be, shit. That'd be amazing. Although they'd probably tear you apart. That's we'd fine. All be sad. I'm totally fine with that. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to check out the painter again, go to YouTube, search Flamingo Productions, Flamingo, the I is an exclamation point. So it's F L M exclamation point N G O productions. You can see all the short films that I have on YouTube, as well as all of the numerous, numerous thought pieces and movie reviews I did throughout high school. They're all very, very rough, but they're all still there. And warts and all, I'm proud of them because they made me who I am today. The only short film of mine that you can't see is on Vimeo because I used too much copywritten music in it. Oh, bummer. But well, maybe we'll do that another time. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll do it for this episode. Jolyn, as always, it was a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. See if Graham will wake up to end this episode. Oh no. <laughs> um, we killed him. Yeah, well. Should I throw something at him? Probably. Graham. <laughs> it didn't work. Well, we're gonna wrap up the episode regardless. Uh thank you so much for sticking around with us. I hope you are enjoying your post Halloweeniness. Halloweeny. Halloweeny. And uh, we'll see you next week, my groovy ghoulies. Bye. <laughs>